Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun in the most beautiful place on earth. Talking about Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams and Mung is here. And Greg is here. Hello. And fellas, we are sitting right now watching this giant nor'easter churn up our neighborhood. But you know what? The weekend's going to come. The fun's going to be back. I don't want any panicking here. I see you guys fidgeting. I see you guys making calls, making out wills because of the weather. (laughs) It's just Cape Cod. It's just the fall. These things are going to happen. None of this blubbering. I'll be shedding a tear if this uh, wet weather uh, uh, causes problems for foliage here on the Cape. Don't you worry, Mung. The leaves are hearing you and they won't leave until they're ready. They won't jump. Make that crazy leap into the great beyond before we tell them to. Yay. All right. What's coming up on the show today? We have a lot. The show rundown says this. Calzone Quest. The search for calzones on Cape Cod. Something we've never done. Also something on spooky cemeteries. Greg, give me a woo-woo-woo. <laughs> and we got the Brewster Potato Fest. Mung, make that potato noise you always make. <laughs> We've got the Sandwich Porch Fest. Let's just move along. And the Katuit Chili Challenge. Greg, make that noise you always make. Too much chili, Greg. I'm going to start talking about <laughs> fireflies now. Well, there's no defense. When the beans start going and Greg starts glowing, that's no firefly. I'm going to talk about All fireflies. right, let's check the all-port Cape and Islands weather forecast. We're just going to skip over the big, super wet sponge that is whacking Cape Cod right now and take a look at what is a holiday weekend, gentlemen. Yeah. Do you it remember? Is. Yep, yep. It's, Armistice Day? Uh, it's Labor Day, isn't it? Guys, guys, think about Cristofo Colombo, the guy. I mean, Columbus, the Columbus guy. Columbus, Ohio. Ohio, yeah. Right. Oh. I went back to Ohio and found Columbus, although he's a controversial figure now. Very, mm. He's very, still got a day. Very controversial. And it's sort of a holiday for some people. For Saturday, rain likely mainly before 9 a.m. as things settle down on Cape Cod. Cloudy with a high near 61. Maybe a good day to go to Provincetown. Ooh. For Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 65. And for Columbus Day, Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 64. So we are back. Oh, these are the best temps, man. And ready to go. Sunny, mid-60s. Totally. Good for sleeping. It's comfortable. Good for sleeping. You don't need a huge jacket, but a nice light fall jacket. Something fashionable. Maybe Mm -hmm. flannel. Have you guys broken out your flannel? Yes. Uh, when I get home from work, I put on my flannel... Uh, Cummerbund? <laughs> no, they're kind of like pants. Your, your flannel your hernia truss. Pant- what are they? they pantaloons. They're not jammies. They're like... Uh, your flannel peignoir. Pants of some sort. They're sort of light. Oh, they're they're, your, we, they're your winter. They're, they're evening wear. Thank you. You're Mr. Rogers flannel nighty. Fall and winter. <laughs> Don't go to Greg's house after dark is the end of that equation. 
Let's check the tides. I know you guys hate the tides in the off season. You don't care no, about the tides. I thought tides got canceled in the off season. We oh don't, man, we don't give up. They should get rid of them, right? And just have it sort of one regular pattern we can all understand. Mm, take it up I, with the moon. I think they could do that if they do it through Congress. Well, let's go. It's a mess there now. We won't bring the moon to them or the tides. <laughs> Coming up for uh, this weekend, the holiday weekend, Saturday, we have high tides around noon. That means Sunday around 1, Monday around 1.30. Who knows how it all works for your high tides. And that means evening low tides, 5.30, 6.15, 7 o'clock, going through the holiday at night. So some nice sunset low tides over on the bayside. That might be nice. Now, fellas. This occurred to me when I was traveling far and away to one of my daughter's soccer games, all the way from Wellfleet to Falmouth. On the way home, I started thinking, I'm hungry. It's getting late. I got to feed the family. What about a calzone? Mm. I mean, it's always pizza. Pizza is always the solution. But but come on. Calzone is like, what, uh, pizza's button-down cousin? (laughs) You know, it's kind of sealed up. Greg, I know when we talked about it this morning, yeah. you didn't recognize the word calzone, and you said, what is a calzone? Well, I've heard a calzone. I just never knew what it was. And you said you'd never had one. I've never had one. I'm, I'm, I'm a traditional pizza guy. I just, you know, big Black. slice. Let's you just know. lay out the definition of calzone from our friends at Merriam-Webster, the dictionary world, Greg. You I like know. dictionaries. I love dictionaries. That's right up your alley. That's a right. baked or fried turnover of pizza dough stuffed with various fillings, usually including cheese. Now, Mung. Oh, I love calzones. I had this calzone Jones last night, and then I was like, I just got to bail out and get pizza. What? Something I know. Oh, so you didn't actually get one. I couldn't. I just dreamed about one. Oh. That's what started this. And you then, violated the oh. rule of 2019, you which is always go with your first instinct. Taken, always get the calzone. You should have mm-hmm. taken the leap. Leap, leap of calzone, but I didn't know what to do, where to turn. I was using my phone. I'm at a soccer game. It's halftime. I'm trying to calzone, mm-hmm. calzone, yeah, calzone. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out it seems like there's a lot of places, a lot of pizza places on the Cape that also flip it over to get the calzone going. So I figured nice. when I got into work today, before the broadcast, I would consult with the Hmong. You picked the right person to consult with because I'm a calzone connoisseur. Oh. <laughs> if I was a dinosaur, I'd, I'd be a calzonosaurus. <laughs> oh, my God. Here he comes. Watch out. Oh, it's cheesy somehow in here. Is it the, the cheesy fog? Um, well, I wish I could help you out in Falmouth, but my calzone dreams have been fulfilled mainly in the Barnstable area. Because you live around here. So I do you, live in, in Centerville. you go calzone, you go local for right, you. It's, it's kind of hard if you're craving a calzone at like six in Centerville and you're like, oh, I want to eat one in Bourne. And then you're like, oh, God, I got to drive. And then who knows who's creating a calzone that late. So I stick with my tried and true ultimate calzone place, the best in all of the Cape, in my opinion. This is Craigville Pizza and Mexican Restaurant. Now, why uh, is that so good at Craigville Pizza and Mexican? And the other thing I wonder about it, are calzones little or are they just like a big pizza? What if I bought one that was too small for my family? Well, that uh, that answers the question because why I think Craigville Pizza and Mexican, uh, by the way, they're at 618 Craigville Beach Road in Centerville. They're the best because they're the biggest. And sometimes Mung likes to go with the biggest is the best. These are gigantic half moon size three mealers. Three mil, like Me- family size, mega calzones. Good grief! How oh big? My. How big? So like- big! It's like the size of your arm. They make humongous calzones there. 
And what, no. what is great? Like that? Oh yeah. What is great about their calzones? Like the, like the size of a manhole cover, except it's <laughs> half a manhole except, cover, except half. Yeah, right. I was, I was just going to say half. that. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, you can stretch it out for multiple meals, and it's you can fill it with whatever goodness you want. And what I like about theirs, and some other calzone places do it differently, they do sauce on the side. Which allows you to control your sauce intake. So there's no sauce in the calzone. Not is that, for there. Is that the rule with calzones? See, see, no. A lot of people do it differently. Some people like sauce in. And I, I think you can ask them if they if you want sauce in. But they do it, you know, meat and cheese and goodness inside in a, in a container of their delicious uh, marinara. And then you can dip it as you will. You can spread it. So you can control your own sauce intake. And that probably also helps with, like, sauce, potential sauce leakage out of the calzone. Exactly. If you put it in there. You take a bite and chino pants. Well, that's right. That's that's what I was going to ask because if you use a knife and fork, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very precise and whatever. If you pick it up and there's like sauce and, or anything else in there, and you take a bite, that's right. Like, it could be a mess. I like think all a, the point the of calzones, maybe when they were invented, throwing it out there was so people could eat it with their hands and walk around and do stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it was a convenient yeah. pizza yeah. slice thing that yeah, was, yeah. and it's not as sloppy as as pizza slices. I'm not, you know, Mung's not a big pizza fan like you know sometimes you get a slice and it's kind of flaccid and everything falls down or like it's not cooked (laughs) properly (laughs) you don't want like things sliding off but with a calzone it's all it's all nice and i don't want a flaccid slice of pizza (laughs) no you do not No, you do I not. Mean, I mean, I like pizza that stands out straight. Well, I mean, that's rare to find, my friend. Couldn't you just say bendy instead of flaccid? <laughs> that's a word that, I don't know. I don't know. Consult your friends with Miriam. I'm not going back there for that. <laughs> There's just no way. So calzones are like this pocket of goodness where it's, it doesn't seem as crazily messy as pizza or All right. greasy. All right, so you can use a knife and fork if you want to control So what I got to say is we got to throw it out to the audience who can email us at digital at capecodonline.com. Digital at CapeCodOnline.com. We're just starting our journey with this mm-hmm. Calzone yep. Quest. Yep, yep. It's something I want to get deeply into. I'm looking for something different. I've had them before, and I really liked it. I like the I like crust, and have the crust on the outside, and then you go in for the stuff. The idea of the sauce on the side is intriguing, Greg. That's mm-hmm. different. I, I, yeah. Why have we lived such sheltered lives here? On, well, I know why you have. <laughs> it's out yeah. of sort of paranoia. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fear. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you could go get a calzone somewhere. I could. We need and, some recommendations. Actually, uh, you know, let's 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 do it sometime. Now, I've know? seen some places that people have recommended online, and uh, from you, Mung, also Jack's Pizza on West Main Street here in Hyannis oh, is a they calzone. Have a really good calzone location. Uh, I uh, have heard that that Takis Pizza T A K I S. That's on uh, Main Street in West Yarmouth, 547 Main Street in West Yarmouth. They have an extensive calzone menu, including like a steak bomb calzone. Oh, you definitely have to get that. Can you imagine? Stuffed with steak? Yum. Oh, it's like, what, a little kangaroo pocket of meat and cheese. <laughs> as long as it's but, not, but it's not kangaroo like meat. A, yeah, it's not like eating a kangaroo. Stone Lovin' and Brewster, one of those sort of hip kind of I've been stone there. Well, they're known for their they have calzones. quality pizza. the pizza? It was pretty good. Or? It, was, it was good. It's so good imagine pizza. that flipped over. Oh, yeah. All right. Maybe yeah. that's the rule. Like, if they're known for their pizza, they probably have a good calzone. I would say that's probably true, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. All right, so if anyone out there can help us Absolutely. with that, digital at capecodonline.com. And we will visit and eat calzones for the for the rest of those who fall and winter. What could be better, chilly weather food yeah. than like a calzone you can take home, like oh, throwing yeah. the dog a bone? Here's Every my favorite calzone uh, ingredients. Ready? Meatball 
sausage, and pepperoni. A triple meat calzone. That's threat. too much meat. Oh, it's so much meat. Way too much. How about some broccoli in there? Um, how about some, no, ca- how not, about some cauliflower? Not unless you yeah, want me to throw it against delicious. the wall and say yeah. no. And Ew. it would just hit the wall and go smear. <laughs> really slow down to the ground. That's awful. No place for flowers and calzones, I say. So the new official song here is... My Calzona. That's a lot of nerner nerds to get to My Calzona. Yeah, it does, actually. Sorry about that. I think that's what they intended when they wrote that song. And then they changed it later. They loved calzones. And the record producer's like, you got to put like a like maybe a love interest name in there. A woman's name, You know, I mean, not Calzona. Calzona, which we are, and there's probably, no, we're not going to do it. Oh, <laughs> love Calzone. Sharona. Get the knack. I guess that's it. Uh, all right. And, uh, you know, now that you have your belly full of Calzones, you can afford to be scared because your reaction time will be slow. You won't be as panicky. And that's the time to visit Spooky, 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 Spooky Cemetery. Cemetery, Spooky Cemeteries. Are there dogs there too? It was a dark and spooky night when the guys from the Cape Cod Fun Show went to their favorite spooky cemeteries on Cape Cod, including Greg, who got up in the middle of the night in his nightshirt with his bare ankles glistening in the moonlight. And he held a lantern and said, Honey, I'll be back later. And off he went. And he went right to the... Sears Cemetery. The Sears <laughs> Cemetery. That is oh, a spooky one. I don't know if I'd go there. Okay. Now, now, that actually, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. When I looked it up, you know, where it was, I always thought it was in East Dennis. I've seen West Brewster. I believe. Uh, I have. I can solve Brewster? this mystery. It is in Brewster. It is right on the town line. As a matter of fact, to access the very spooky Sears Cemetery, the easiest way to do it is to go to the Bound Brook Conservation Land parking lot. This is true. That's right off Airline Road in Dennis, right near 6A. There's a parking area. Yes. You walk down. There's a little herring run. Yes. And this gnarly tree-rooted pathway looks like... 1810 down there and it's Ichabod Greg is going to get you. It's out of another And you era. walk past that and then you come to that gate that either squeaks or doesn't squeak at I the, mean, the Sears whole, Cemetery. The whole cemetery, I think it's surrounded by this this iron yes. fence. That sometimes grows through trees it's, it's that have so, come in and grown around the iron. It's that old, it's sort of on a hill overlooking a pond. Totally spooky. And really creepy stones. So I actually looked, looked it up earlier today and there are actually, according to this one website, and I'll, I'll, I'll cite it because it's actually sort of cool, there are 124 headstones in there, including that of dun, 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 dun. John Sears. John Sears? is Whoa. the, it, it, on, his, on his, his, tomb, his, his tombstone says, John Sears, inventor of Saltworks, died 1817, age 72. He apparently uh, perfected this, 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 this process of salt uh, uh, production via Solar that was big money back then. Evaporation. When and there weren't salt I, mines and he, salt licks and all those things yeah, salty that you needed. Everyone loves he, salt, needs salt. 
Yeah. And I think he, uh, you know, he gets some sort of a... Award? Whatchamacallit for it, yeah. Mr. Salty? An Academy Award. A Salty, yes. Academy it's called Award. a Salty. And yeah. a choice. Not a Grammy. Choice plot for, his, for eternity. His, his, his nickname was Sleepy. No, Salty. No, it was Sleepy. It was why Sleepy. Sl- why Sleepy, Well, Greg? I saw two different references. One was because he liked to sleep, like in the afternoon. Because he's tired, because and the other because he was inventing all morning. Well, and, well, the interesting that's you exhausting. That, interesting you mentioned that because the other source said it's because he was always thinking. He he was a very clever man. He, hmm. was, he always w- was thinking about salt, how to perfect salt, salt, his, pepper, pepper, his salt. Hmm. His salt hmm. works. Borscht mayonnaise. Um, if you're if um, you're hmm. interested in hmm. more on the cemetery, there's mechanical this, clothespins. Yes. Hmm. What are you you babbling? What are you babbling about? That's the life of Sears. Yeah, babble, babble. Anyway, life of Sears. Anyway, if you actually want to see in the back of the union suit, yes, easy egress. Oh, I don't know what to do about his crazy machinations. All right, can I give the website now? Are you going to keep? Yeah, just shift in your chair, Greg. Oh, well, now get back to Oh, I'm going to talk about the fireflies now. I can't. I love fireflies. Do you know they haven't been around for months? Oh, boy. Oh, man. So, anyway, so if, you're, if you're yes, at all interested website. more in the cemetery, it's a, it is truly one of the coolest cemeteries on Cape Cod. Uh, this, summer, this website's very nice. It's uh, S-E-A-R-S, SearsR.com. Slash Sears C E M slash Sears Cemetery dot HTM. What this what this what this guy has done is he is he has chronicled every single headstone in the cemetery. If you go to nice. anti disestablishmentarianismides blah dot com, you'll find more. Slash backslash. I like that cemetery because of the squeaky slash. gate. The squeaky gate is Which may or not be squeaky But I don't know We haven't been there In a few years Uh, Last time I was there The gate wasn't squeaking Well the other weird thing About that cemetery Is there's a mailbox At the cemetery Mm. Like right at the base Of the cemetery Near the gate Really? I don't and it's that. like I don't know what kind of postal business is going on there. What? Maybe they leave guides stuff there or from, stuff from the ever after. They, they got to order what, stuff. If you get there and the flag is up, just turn around. Yeah, because <laughs> someone's mailing something from yeah. the great beyond. Maybe John Sears gets all these like salt uh, catalogs you know, mail. <laughs> you know, he, he gets these missives from the salt great beyond quarterly, and they leave it in the mailbox. New Horizons in Salt. Magazine? He's Mr. Salt. Sleepy. Sleepy Salt. Salty. Sleepy. Salty. Well, you've peppered us with information, Greg. Uh, Some would say too much, and now Mung will keep it quick as he moves to his favorite cemetery. Oh, this cemetery is scary because it has a scary story attached that I've heard firsthand. Take a trip down to Bourne to the Sagamore Cemetery on Sandwich Road, and perhaps you'll uh, encounter something similar to this. I was was down there years ago with the superintendent of the cemetery, Jerry Ellis, and he told me a tale of something that happened to him at that cemetery in the 90s, and... It was kind of spooky. So basically, he was out, you know, tending to the flowers and the shrubbery. Uh, it was a hot uh, summer day. An innocent day An innocent at the day cemetery, in just the minding his oh, own yeah. business. You know, doing what he and needs he, to do. This is a guy who doesn't pull his punches. He's no, a matter-of-fact man. No, he was a selectman in town. You know, he knows his stuff. He's not going to you know, make up yes. crazy well, stuff. Man. 
So anyway, he was, you know, doing his his, uh, cemetery work. Then all of a sudden he felt a presence pressing on him as if someone was standing there right in front of his face on this hot July afternoon. He said he got this really immediate uneasy feeling. Chills and goosebumps went up his body and the hairs stood up on end. And I said, why? And he said, there was also this really distinct smell of a cigar. And then I just got kind of freaked out because that's a that's a sense that's a smell that everyone knows. And he said no one was else, no one else was in the cemetery. And even if there were people in the cemetery at the time, what are the chances that they were smoking a cigar? A rare thing to be smoking in the middle of the day in a well, cemetery. I don't know if that's you, that rare. I don't encounter people on the street smoking cigars maybe, these days. Maybe they go out to the cemetery to quick get away for no, a quick no, no. puffaroonie. It's, so it's kind of an old it's, school yeah, kind it's of habit. Old maybe it was smell. former Red Sox pitcher Louis. Tiant, who maybe, smoked a lot of cigars. Or Groucho Tiant. Marx, the comedian, the so, ghost of Groucho. So just imagine there, you're in the cemetery. Hey, Jerry, what's going on? <laughs> you're feeling this presence. Then all of a sudden, wow. you start smelling cigars. That's yeah, spooky. a ghost smell. That's a scary I smell. Thought, so I, scary. Thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to say like the smell of death. Well, like some people say cigars do smell like that. What is like the death? smell of death? Yeah, rot? Rot. Kind of rot? Yeah, rot. Yeah. Decay. Maybe it was Low a rotting Low tide? Cigar. Is that a smell of death? Um, no, rot. So, decay. You know, I think that pushed Jerry to be a, become a believer because that uh, it clearly made an impression wow. on him. A guy He's, who didn't he, really he, seem he, to be like Mr. Ghosty Believer before this happened. I, I'm not sure, but definitely uh, he has shared this story multiple times that and it spooky. clearly has stuck with him um, because of this incident in the Sagamore Cemetery. Sagamore Cemetery, that's off Sandwich Road in Bourne, mm-hmm. Mass., getting very close to the Sagamore Bridge. Uh, wow, that is kind of spooky. I'll throw one in there just for a quick postcard cemetery kind of thing with also some, some poignant meaning. Uh, this is the Congregational Cemetery at the First Congregational Church in Truro. That's on First Parish Lane, uh, just a little bit outside the center of Truro Village. And it is a uh, picture postcard old-timey New England graveyard, beautiful church, and old stones. But the one that always draws my attention is the little obelisk uh, from 1941, uh, which uh, marks the Widowmaker Gale, when 57 men and boys of the town perished in seven different fishing boats. Oh, my. It's a fenced-in obelisk, and you look at it, all the names are there, and you think, wow, a small town like... In 1841, you take away 57 men and boys. That's very traumatic. That is that is some serious stuff. So it's a beautiful place, but certainly makes you harken back to the uh, hard old days on Cape Cod. And when mm-hmm. something like that could come in, and wow. it's good to take a moment there. It's a little spooky, but it's okay somehow, isn't it? It's poignant, actually. Poignant. Oh, I love it. This is what you should be doing. It's October no, on Cape Cod. You should be visiting cemeteries. It's the spooky season. Uh, but certainly don't go when they're closed, you know. But, you know, we get some early darkness uh, these days. So well, check out some cemeteries before they close it for the night. Let's move on from things that perhaps rise from the earth and scare you to things that rise from the earth and delight and feed you. Oh, yeah. It's the Brewster Potato Fest 2019. The first ever Brewster Potato Fest. I'm so excited about we this. We are all very excited yes, about yes, this. Yes. It's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We love our potatoes. That's at the First Parish Brewster Unitarian Universalist Church, 1960 Main Street in Brewster. Admission 
is free. There'll be, oh, there'll be sack races, live music, potato tastings. We heard maybe potato ice cream. Is that true, Mom? That's right. Potato ice cream. We had uh, the organizer in here today, actually, Chuck Medansky. Who knew a lot about potatoes. Oh, Mom, yeah, you sat is, in for that this broadcast. This very exciting. What was going on? You can check it out over at capegodtimes.com slash lifewithgwen. Chuck, the organizer, gave us a preview of this uh, hot Brewster potato event. It's the first kind. Uh, to their knowledge, it's the first ever potato festival in all of the Cape. Um, you know, we got the Turnip How Festival. How we got the Turnip Festival in East Ham every year. We got the uh, the Wellfleet Oyster Fest. But do we really have a tribute to these uh, to these spuds? They're trying to change it now. This weekend, Brewster Potato Fest, wow. ice cream. They might even have a couch for couch potatoes. All sorts of oh, funny things. You could just things. sit down, Greg, and watch the fest. You wouldn't have to do too much. That sounds awesome. <laughs> That's kind of nice for you. Get yeah. out, sit down. Oh, yeah. yeah, sit down. Don't really interact. Gather your courage with anyone. And then make a move you for know. a free sample. Mm-hmm. That's right. That could be very good. And, yeah, interesting things like, as you mentioned, potato ice cream. And I'm kind of thinking, what would be my potato ice cream flavor? And I'm thinking, how about this one? Twice baked turtle. You mean with actual turtle meat in it? No, like the ice cream flavor, turtle. But I'd, Tur- I'd, Turtle the ice cream? I like turtles. <laughs> oh, boy. I've never heard of a turtle ice cream What do you mean? Like, how do you feel? You mean like mock turtle, right? No. Do they grind a turtle like a, to make turtle ice cream? Is one I of think the more snapping pop- turtle season is all year uh, round flavor. if you really wanted to hunt them. <laughs> They're very delicious. Why? What do you mean like, turtle like a, is a... Like is a, a chocolatey caramel delight. Oh. You've had turtle candies. You should specify these are chocolate turtles, not like turtles. Because we try to help the turtles. We love turtles. You, so wait, wait, just, what is this? You're just giving us a scare. We have all these cold, stunned right, I, turtles. You'd be running up to grab one and then putting it into an ice cream churn? <laughs> I'm not going to stand for that. This is Grind confusing, you guys. Down. How about this one? Scalloped sorbet. Like scalloped potatoes? I'd eat scallop ice cream, scallop cheesy. <laughs> I've had the lobster ice cream at Bill and Ben's in Falmouth, and you it's have. just kind of buttery. Or buttery potato ice cream could be good. It was all right. Yeah. The frozen lobster chunks were a bit off-putting. I don't know. <laughs> they were like very weird chocolate chips. I like my ice cream really boring. Crustacean Sorry. chips. They Sorry. were they were kind of strange. But anyway, they'll also have a potato peeling contest and a baked potato bar with toppings. Oh, 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 bacon bits. I mean, yes. you mentioned twice baked potatoes. I mean, really, a shout, a shout out to twice. I love right. twice baked potatoes. You get the the soft, smooth, you know, sort of potato, no lumps inside mm. a potato skin, which you mm-hmm. can eat. I love potato skins, but they have to be organic. They're just so delicious. All right, so that sounds good. The Brewster Potato Fest. You can go there and talk to other potato lovers and settle some critical debates. Potato like, palaver? Like lumps versus no lumps in your mashed potatoes. Oh, that, we could talk all day about that. You could that. do the instant versus real oh, mashed come on. potato That's debate. Not a debate. There's so no just, debate. Just go, just go there and Don't talk. Don't even potatoes. start. All right, we got to keep moving, instant. fellas. Brewster Potato Fest, 10 to 2 Saturday in Brewster at the First Parish Brewster Unitarian Universalist Church. 1960 Main Street admission is free. But there's more going on, guys. What? And time you is be, falling through the time thing. You gotta be kidding. So we gotta keep rolling. You know, Mung, you love acoustic music. You love musicians getting a chance. How about the Sandwich Porch Fest? Coming yes. up 1 to 4 p.m. on Sunday. Live music will stream from porches of homes and shops around downtown Sandwich, which is a beautiful location. And we have Porch Fest presented by the Sandwich Arts Alliance. And that takes place from 1 to 4 along Main Street. Just head to Downtown Sandwich. It's free. And enjoy some stringy instruments and that Sound of America and the French 
front porch loveliness of people playing music for other people. Aw. Mm. Isn't that nice? That is nice. The great That's, weekend on the Cape, guys. That's nice. It's uh, we got a lot going on. Greg, you love owls. Owls? Are you kidding? I mean, come on. Seriously, they are my favorite bird. I mean, but what if we were little and we were running through a pasture? No I'd, one would say, I'd be terrified. Oh, let Greg go because he loves owls. The owls would be like, swoop. Yeah, I'd be terrified. And <laughs> grab. But don't worry, we're bigger than most owls. Thank it's goodness. owl experts teaching lessons at the museum. I've seen this show. It's a really good show. Naturalist Marsha Wilson and photographer Mark Wilson, along oh, yeah. with their feathered friends, return to the Cape Cod Museum of Natural History for two live owl programs called Owls of the World. Who's watching you? Uh-huh. So these are these are owls that are disabled and un- unable to survive in the wild. So that's why they're part of these programs. And you get to see them up really close. And it is formidable to get close to an owl. Those shows are at 11 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Sunday at the Cape Cod Museum of Natural History in Brewster. And I don't know, imagine going through a dark forest and you've shrunk just little mung now. Oh, little like, delicious juicy like, mung. Like honey, I shrunk the mung. Honey, I shrunk the mung. You're now running to try to get to the, the nearest Arby's, <laughs> the nearest <laughs> mini Arby's. Uh-oh. And all of a sudden, you probably don't hear anything, I'm right? I'm almost there. I'm almost there. He's running. You can see the little mini Arby's oh my neon light. I'm so hungry. And then all of a sudden, there's uh, a shadow is, over the moon. What is that in back of me? And then the talons <laughs> sink into juicy little mung. <laughs> no. Oh, he's even smaller than Yoda. And off he goes with an owl. But don't let that bother you. Go see the owl program at the Museum of Natural History. Now, Mung. I give a hoot about owls. I love owls. And that program is great because they tell you a lot of cool stuff. And you can get really close to an owl. And wowl. (laughs) That is something. They are crazy birds in the talent. Oh, man. So that's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, Chili contest, Mung. Beans or no beans? Um, I don't like beans in my chili, but I assume this contest, because we're not in Texas, is going to be featuring lots of beans. So how can you, how can you have chili without beans? Beans are part of the greatness of chili. Blah. I mean, they're like they're well, like they're like, they're like a that sunshine. came from a deep place. Don't in tell my brethren in the Lone Star State because that is sacrilegious to have beans in your chili. It should be meaty and spicy, and that's it. The inaugural Katuit Chili Challenge, part of a pie sale, open hearth cooking demonstration, and more will be part of Autumn in Katuit. Ooh. 11 to 3 p.m. Sunday at the grounds of the Historical Society of Santuit and Katuit, 1148 Main Street in Katuit. So this is going to be the first ever Katuit Chili Challenge as part of this Autumn Fest, and people all around the area are probably breaking out out there, great recipes, hot or not hot, beans or no beans. Here comes Mung, hide the beans. Here comes Greg, hide the beans for another reason. Because what about those fireflies? Oh, so, oh, yeah. He's so gassy. You can have chili in all different varieties. I bet this is going to be delicious. I love chili challenges. That's that's one of my favorite things to eat little bits of and try mm-hmm. the different recipes. Mm-hmm. And I like a hot chili. Like Bring that. it on. Some people use Five ground alarm, beef baby. for their chili. Some people use, you know, hearty cuts of beef like the chuck and things like that. So it's good to see how uh, the different varieties. Chuck turtle? Chuck turtle. Turtle chuck? The poor turtle. Why do you grind up turtles into chuck? I know. I don't understand. What, <laughs> what, what do you what, have against turtles? What's going turtles? on in your house? Turtles are so cute. What's gone into, going on in your mungy hobbit hole with with the turtles? I, get, I relish get, my toes. They get, they get no, cold don't, stuff. I don't, you put I, relish I, on I, your toes? I don't put relish on my toes. <laughs> on turtle toes? <laughs> 
Oh, it's too bad, Greg. Why? We never saw the side of him before. This is so disgusting. It's like kind of like the guy who grabs roadkill. <laughs> Why does he have to be like this? Uh, that's funny. There used to be a uh, restaurant in Hyannis called the Roadkill Cafe. Does anybody remember that? Yes, no, that's didn't, crazy. It didn't, it didn't they, last. It didn't last very long. It didn't last too long, but they definitely had like dishes inspired by roadkill involving like like real rat. Like, no, 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 like like squirrel <laughs> and, and a possum. Yeah. Oh man. You know, more more commonly found. Uh, you know. Oh, varmints, varmints, yeah. get in my stew pot, please. All right. So that's uh, admission is six bucks, uh, five dollars for Katuit Historical Society members at that Chili Katuit Festival. Another one of our favorite locations because we love farm animals. I think Mung does, but now I'm suspicious. It's the <laughs> Taylor Bray Farm Fall Festival. Oh. The historic Taylor Bray Farms Fall Festival includes animal visits. Visits with miniature donkeys, a Nubian goat, sheep, and more, hay rides, old-fashioned games, face painting, and an archaeology display, and refreshments, pumpkins, ooh, apple cider donut holes, candy mm, corn, hot dogs. Wow. Delicious. Parking donation, $5. That's about it, though. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday, rain date Sunday. I think they'll be okay for Saturday. That's at the Taylor Bray Farm, 108 Bray Farm Road North. Right off 6A in Yarmouth Port. A beautiful perch on the marsh there. I love it. I've been to this festival a couple years ago. How was it, Monk? Oh, it was awesome. After uh, taking uh, several uh, machines to hoist me into the uh, tractor, um, I finally was in, and it was it was very <laughs> you spent delightful. the next fortnight there. <laughs> That's right. Going vroom, vroom, vroom. Um, vroom, a, vroom. a nice hayride Mung through the, the tractor. Uh, perfect for the youngins and That is families. a great kid place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe the best kid place around. So we recommend Taylor Bray. Fireworks this weekend? Can this be true? Oh, yeah, you can do fireworks. It's the Yarmouth Seaside Festival. Mung, you must know a bit about this. Various locations in Yarmouth will be filled with activities for the three, count them, three-day Columbus Day weekend during the annual Yarmouth Seaside Festival. Arts and crafts fair, rides, games, live music, tent for children's entertainment, showings of uh, live animals. Uh, There's a Saturday's events end with a beach bonfire. Sundays include the annual Seaside Parade at noon with the theme of American Patriot Pride and an 8 p.m. beach fireworks Sunday night. That's going to be a nice evening weather-wise. And then Monday's events include a morning sand sculpture contest and a canoe-kayak race. Wow. Oh, folks, you got to go to YarmouthSeasideFestival.com. See how easy that address is, Greg? Yarmouth yeah. Seaside Festival. Hey, I, this was, I was stuck with a with a terribly long address. I'm sorry. Well, that sounds like a big weekend in Yarmouth. I like Monk. that people are doing things off season. Fireworks, but it's going to be a nice night. Luckily, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Phew. Be a nice day. This time of year, it's always like hit or miss, and it looks like it's going to be a good weekend for that kind of stuff. One thing, guys, that we really need to do is class it up a little bit class it up? Why? Why? Because we're not that classy. Not as classy as we should be. Well, I am, but you're not. You keep making weird noises. You started out classy, then we dragged you down into the gooey morass that is (laughs) non-class. Sorry, Greg. What have you done to me? Well, here's what you can do. Go to a Met Opera simulcast. They're back on Cape Cod. Oh, yeah. And it starts with Franco Zeffirelli's staging of Turindo. That's that's a really exciting thing. They're showing at the What Theater in Wellfleet on Saturday at 12.55 p.m. Uh, let's see. And also at the Cape Cinema near you, Greg. 60 yep. Hope Lane, Dennis, also on the Vineyard. Uh, this is something you might want to read about at CapeCodOnline.com. 
Uh, there's a big schedule of all sorts of great operas. It's on a big screen, high def, live direct from NYC. The superstars of opera gracing the screens on Cape Cod. And I know at, in Wuffley, they bang that place out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big draw. Very popular. Get opera. Iman, could you do a little aria for us from Turtle Eating? Wasn't that your uh, Turtellini? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Yes, the turtle. Yes, the turtle with his mouth, and now it's gone. Yes, the turtle. That's beautiful. Wow. Why did you eat the turtle, Mung? I he like just, turtles. He doesn't like turtles. He loves I turtles. Know, I don't know why. No, he doesn't. Uh, he eats them. He wants to crush them and eat them. Like, I, he ran a marathon once. People are grabbing water, water, water. He grabs a turtle, and then he keeps running. <laughs> <laughs> Our walk of the week. This is something new. I was down in Falmouth the other day, and I passed by a silo on my uh, way to my daughter's soccer game. I said, what the? And it was a silo. Beautiful object. Oh, really? It's been restored. This is at the Riverbend Conservation Area on Sandwich Road in Falmouth. It's about two miles south of 151. I drove by and saw this beautiful thing, this silo just appearing. What a photo opportunity. And found out there are trails all around it and kind of boggy land down there. It really looked like a great place for a stroll. That whole area of Falmouth is lovely and farmy and fun. So I would recommend the Riverbend Conservation Area. Go solo. See a silo. Riverbend Conservation Area in Falmouth. I wonder what's in the silo. Turtles. Grain. Grain? Yeah, it's probably grain. I mean, rice? They're turtles. I bet there are little turtles in there that are waiting (laughs) to come out so I can grab them. Terrapins? Oh, so sad. So sad. Greg, a little music for you coming up this weekend. You're nitty. You're gritty. You're a dirt band. What does it mean to you? Dirt band. Oh, is Mr. Bojangles coming? That's one of their oh, hit songs. I I, that's the only one yes. I know. You don't yes. know? Only what about the, will, will the circle be a rhombus? No, what's that thing called? That's... Will the circle oh, be, be a rhombus? Unbroken? Un- unbroken? Or un- an oval? Un- will the circle be broken? Broken. Yeah. Unbroken. Unbroken. Mm-hmm. Will the circle be unbroken, which was an album uh, featuring all sorts of traditional country artists. Uh, they've been around for a long time. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a chance to tap in for you, Mung, some of this Americana sound. Love it. You love it so much. This is your chance at the Payomet Tent. Going to be getting chilly up there, but actually it's going to be a nice weekend. I'm so glad that's, they're still open. It's unbelievable. So that's coming up October 12th hmm. at the Payomet Performing Arts Center, Old Dooline Road in mm-hmm. North Toro. Tickets 35 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. That's a professional band. We like that. That sounds good. All right, we're rolling up. To the end of this week's Cape Cod Fun Show, I do want to say that the Cape Cod National Seashore just put something out about their uh, Seashore October programs. There are a bunch of them, both out of the Province Lands Visitor Center, which is open through the end of the month, and the Salt Pond Visitor Center, which is open year-round, amazingly, and has a nice bookstore. Uh, some of them include Sharks and Seals, Cape Cod's Dynamic Duo Walk. Ooh, what's that? Bats of Cape Cod, <gasps> Beach Forest Beauty Walk, Discover Nosset Marsh, On the Trail with the Classics, oh, Sharing the Poetry of Mary Oliver, and then there's something else. Uh, and so there are a lot of programs still going on at the seashore. Drop by Is to there- one of the visitor centers 
Or you can go to, uh, let's see, the website is, of course, uh, nps.gov slash CACO. That's too long. No, I it's can't, a, I can't remember that. Gov slash CACO. Uh, I, I want a third slash. Perfect time to be learning about Batman because you got to figure out how to avoid vampires. Get all the. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Halloween season, man. Nosferatu. They're all over the place. In a tutu. Nosferatu. You need some of those uh, sharpened wooden steaks. And some garlic. And garlic. I wonder if you can get some garlic at the Potato Fest. Oh, I love garlic mashed potatoes. Oh, mashed potatoes and garlic, Greg? Mm -hmm. Oh, come on. You have to go to the Garlic Fest, I think, to get that. Ah, Rules and regulations. All right. You've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show podcast. I want to thank Kevin McLeod who provides all the wonderful music you hear under the broadcast. His website is incompetech.com. Is that correct, Mung? Incompetech.com? Yeah, unlike your website, which is incompetence.com. Oh, even at the end of the show, he's going to give me a kidney punch. Yuck, yuck. Jeez, internal bleeding. Oh, I'm hurting here. That is rough. (laughs) You can always email us digital at capecodonline.com, digital at capecodonline.com, looking for your calzone requests. Okay, thank you, Monk, for being here. My pleasure. Greg, thank you for being here. Good luck on your big vacation coming up to Scotland. Thank you. Hoot, man, hoot. Yeah, Greg will not be here next week unless we can get him patched in some somewhere from a lock Ooh. or something. You better win that haggis-throwing contest. He may be at a lock, but we'll keep unlocking fun here at the Cape Cod Fun Show podcast. Till next time. Oh, my goodness. Till next week, keep having fun. And... See ya! Greg, what's that website address again? WW... No, no, HTTP colon slash slash... Did someone say colon? Uh-oh, he's going to talk about turtles again. Nope, I'm excited. Get in my colon! <laughs> I'm excited for the chili festival. What is it about turtles? Gosh. He has three turtles, and that's it. I have to tell you about the fireflies. They aren't flying much this time of year, but they had been three months ago. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.